good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Friday, the 4th of March, 2022, and we will start off, as we always do, with the nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 49 more COVID-19 fatalities and 23,618 new cases during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry announced Thursday morning. This compared with the 45 COVID-related fatalities and 22,197 new cases reported on Wednesday morning. There were 23,437 local cases and 181 imported. Now, as we said, 23,618 confirmed new cases. However, there was 42,138 cases that were by ATK testing. So that's a total nearly of 65,000 cases, a huge jump uh, from the previous day. Out of the 223,414 people in care, about 79,412 are in hospital. There are approximately 1,131 in ICU and 325 on ventilators. Now, Chambari Public Health Office reported 1,217 COVID-19 cases, 1,929 probable cases and three deaths. Most confirmed cases were in Chambury City, which had 265, 331 cases in Sirasha, and 294 cases in Banglamung, Pattaya. There are 27,342 patients in care. Now, in Phuket, the public health officials announced 714 confirmed cases and 716 probable cases by way of ATK testing. Out of the confirmed cases, 649 are local, with approximately 99 from abroad. There was one death, and there are now 7,315 people in care in Phuket. And we will move along to the first story of the day, which is in relation to Thailand's position on the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Now, Prime Minister Prayachana Cha has insisted Thailand will maintain its neutrality in the Russia-Ukraine conflict, a government source said. The source said a meeting of the cabinet ministers on Tuesday discussed the issue extensively following some 25 ambassadors based in Thailand pressuring the government to speak out against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. General Pryor told the meeting that the long-standing relations between Thailand and Russia must be taken into account and Thailand must tread carefully, the source said. We need to be composed and make decisions carefully. Thailand must maintain a neutral stance and bring ties in Ukraine back home quickly, the source quoted the Prime Minister as saying. Speaking after the cabinet meeting, General Pryor said Thailand will adhere to ASEAN's stance on the conflict between Russia and Ukraine as the grouping has called for dialogue among parties concerned to resolve the Ukraine crisis. The Prime Minister was speaking on Tuesday after the 25 ambassadors met with the Permanent Secretary for the Foreign Ministry, Tani Tong Pak Tai, at the Ministry on Monday. The ambassador asked Thailand to speak out against the Russian invasion of Ukraine and support the United Nations General Assembly's resolution on the Ukraine crisis. 
After the meeting, David Daly, the European Union ambassador to Thailand, tweeted that the ambassadors visited the ministry to send a message that the Russian invasion of Ukraine breaches the UN charter and that all UN members, including Thailand, should speak up to save our rules-based international order and vote for the UN resolution. He was referring to the UNGA's resolution, which is expected to be put to a vote this week at the United Nations headquarters in New York. Asked by reporters to comment on the matter on Tuesday, General Pride insisted that Thailand has to follow ASEAN's stance on the matter. It's about the regional grouping's decision. We need to keep a balance. But most importantly, we have been concerned about the safety of people and countries in the conflict. We have had to ensure Thais in all countries are safe. We also support the peace process to end the conflict and war. We need to tread carefully and act through ASEAN's mechanisms. On Saturday, ASEAN foreign ministers issued a statement calling for dialogue among parties concerned in the Ukraine crisis. We call on all relevant parties to exercise maximum restraint and make utmost efforts to pursue dialogue through all channels, including diplomatic means to contain the situation, the minister said in the statement. Russia launched a military attack against the Ukraine last Thursday after recognising the independence of the Eastern European countries, Donbass region, held by Russia-backed separatists. We believe that there is still room for a peaceful dialogue to prevent the situation from getting out of control, the ASEAN minister said. Asked what measures will be taken to deal with the impacts on Thailand if the conflict drags on, the Prime Minister said he held an urgent meeting with the deputies to instruct them to devise measures to respond to the situation. On February 17th, Mr Tani welcomed Russian Ambassador Evgeny Tominkin, who paid a courtesy call upon assuming his diplomatic role in Thailand. The two sides discuss a range of topics on bilateral relations between the countries, including plans to hold activities to mark the 125th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic ties between Thailand and Russia this year. The Thai side also sought Russia's support for a bid for a free trade agreement with the Eurasian Economic Union and asked Russia to send its highly placed delegates to attend the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit Thailand shares this year. On Monday, the ambassador led a delegation, including the Russian Consul General, to Phuket to pay a courtesy visit on Phuket Deputy Governor acting on behalf of the Phuket Governor Narang Wun Si. The topics discussed included the 125th anniversary of Thailand-Russia relations and plans to establish broader relations between Phuket and Russia's far eastern federal district of Kamchatka. So, in relation to all of this, you can see that Thailand are very much putting their own interests above that of the world. And I think it's very, very clear. Tourism is most important to them, so we don't want to offend the Russians and we need to keep on their side, even though they are slaughtering innocent people in a country that they should not be in. In relation to the United Nations vote, Thailand did vote in favour of that resolution, which of course is a good thing. However, they released a statement after that where they discussed the whole matter of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And during this entire letter, they did not mention Russia once by name. Now, Ukraine was mentioned a few times. However, Russia was never mentioned during the entire letter. And I think that speaks volumes of Thailand. What is going on in Ukraine is just horrific. And countries like Thailand would rather put their tourism and economic benefit before the lives of innocent women, children and men. And that to me is just plain out wrong. Now we know this is the world, this is how people act, this is how countries do act. But it doesn't matter whether 
that's what they do the bottom line is it's plain out wrong and thailand should be held to account for this kind of position that it takes and other countries around the world should be looking at thailand right now and saying well are these really our friends over here they seem to be very much siding with the russians on this whole incident and at the end of the day do you want to continue to do business with them i think at some point in time thailand needed to have a deep look at themselves in the mirror forget about the dollar signs they see in the background and start to do what's right in terms of humanitarian issues you know and social issues not just here in thailand but also around the world and that's just my opinion on it all i'd love to know what you think about all this thailand's position do you agree or disagree with how they're handling it do you think they should have come out strongly and condemned the actions or do you think this is softly softly kind of like pussyfooting around is the way forward i'd love to know your comments down below in that comment section as always and moving along to what should be and hopefully will become the new normal, uh, outpatient services in Thailand. The Public Health Ministry sought public understanding about the newly launched outpatient under self-isolation service on Tuesday as it manages the transition of COVID-19 to an endemic disease. It expects that the new service will replace home isolation in most cases. Dr. Kittipum Wangkrajit, the ministry's permanent secretary, said 95% of cases are now either asymptomatic or mild, meaning there is no need for most people who are infected to receive medical treatment at hospitals. Less than 1% of Omicron infections reach a moderate, let alone critical level, he said. As such, the ministry aims to introduce the new service and make it mainstream, he said. Dr. Kittipum said the lack of information in previous stages of the pandemic made it necessary for those infected to be hospitalized, but the authorities have since adapted to the changed environment under the previously prevalent Delta and now dominant Omicron variants. We need people to change their mindset when it comes to the right medical treatment for COVID-19 as an endemic disease, he said. The ministry is now in the process of shifting its status, partially to reduce the government's financial burden, he noted. Over 130 billion baht has already been spent on treating over 2 million infected people since the outbreak began two years ago. Soon, the patients will bear these costs through such schemes as the 30 baht healthcare universal package or their insurance company, as is the case with other diseases, Dr. Kittipum said. Now, according to the ministry, the outpatient under self-isolation scheme differs slightly from the home isolation scheme, which is suitable for asymptomatic patients or those with only mild symptoms and no additional risk factors. Under this service, patients will get prescription drugs depending on their condition, a transfer between facilities and a one-time follow-up call within 48 hours. The cost of food and medical tools is not included, however. They should stay at home for seven days and monitor their symptoms applying two ATK tests during this period. Dr. Samsak Akalasip, chief of the Department of Medical Services, said the service is an extra option, but the home isolation and community isolation scheme remain active. And next up, and moving along, uh, calls to scrap the PCR test and the Thailand Pass have been made. Hoteliers want to scrap the RT-PCR testing requirement along with the Thailand Pass because the Russian invasion of Ukraine has darkened the tourism outlook to such an extent that the industry might attract only 10% of the pre-pandemic arrival numbers. William Haneke, founder and chairman of global hotel operator Minor International, said Thailand finally rebounded after two years of the pandemic but at a slow pace. If the country really wants to move forward, the government must lift the restrictions immediately, said Mr. Heineke. He said that Thai tourism in the second quarter could be better given huge pent-up demand, known as revenge travel, which would go to waste if the government does not simplify the rules. 
Mr. Heinecke said the government should acknowledge the only course that can help hoteliers and employees is to fully open up its borders as Thailand lags behind competitors despite being the first to reopen in the region. Without these efforts, the tourism sector will face more unemployment because hoteliers who have rehired workers will eventually be forced into more layoffs, he said. Mr. Heineke said Thailand should follow the lead of other countries such as the US, UK, much of Europe, the Philippines, the Middle East and even Cambodia, which are completely open to tourists. Thailand is competing with the rules, not with other countries, as the government is making it so difficult, he said. Speaking at the Thailand Tourism Forum, Mr. Heineke said the government wants to bring back at least 10 million tourists this year, but it might receive only 10% of pre-COVID levels or around 4 million tourists if the current regulations remain in place. Moreover, the government must help to stimulate air traffic from more countries, particularly low-cost Indian carriers, he said. Despite an agreement for a travel bubble, there are still no available flights to Phuket or Thailand from India. Mr. Heineke said the escalating conflict between Russia and Ukraine had resulted in cancellations from all over the world. Thailand has seen more cancellations from the Russian market than have hotels in Europe, which makes the 10 million arrival goal even more difficult to achieve. Stephen Vanden, a Willy, Chief Hospitality Group Officer at Acid World Corporation, said limited airspace because of the Russia-Ukraine war will deter tourists as rerouting result in one to two additional hours per flight. Now, Maria Sukasal, the president of the Thai Hotel Association, said tourists, COVID infections have been trifling compared with existing case numbers in the country. In addition, the government have been encouraging local communities to live with the virus, she said. If the government declares COVID-19 to be endemic and abolishes the test and go scheme, tourists could travel seamlessly using only a vaccine certificate and a pre-departure negative RTP test result, said Miss Marisa. So there you have it. The hoteliers have finally found their voice and they're now calling for the Thailand Pass to completely scrapped. I think the points made by Mr. Heineke we have made on this show continuously for the last couple of months and actually they're very much echoed exactly what he has said in this forum. Perhaps he's listening to the show. Who knows? Only joking. But nevertheless, it is true what he says. The Thailand Pass does need to go. It's not maybe that it's cumbersome at times or it's overly bureaucratic. It's an impediment to travel and people want ease of travel in this kind of world we're living in now. As little restrictions as possible because that's the only way you're going to get people to come back and visit your shores, especially when you're in huge competition with many other destinations around the world. Let's hope, fingers crossed, the government listen to what is being told of them by experts in the industry who know the industry. But again, these guys in government tend to only listen to, well, themselves most time. There is rumours that there will be more relaxation of the Thailand Pass next month. Fingers crossed that does happen. Uh, Maybe even get it down to no PCR test on arrival, but maybe a quick rapid antigen. I think that would be a huge step forward for Thailand. But I still think the Thailand Pass needs to go. I think if you have a negative vaccine certificate and if you want to have a PCR test 72 hours before the flight, then fair enough, I think, as a precaution That's probably acceptable to a lot of people. But as I said, that probably needs to go eventually too. A lot of countries now are doing away with PCR testing in their countries and it will be harder for tourists to actually get these PCR tests. So that's something the government also need to look at. But I think this is kind of positive stuff from, you know, the hotel industry, the aviation industry. They're kind of trying to tell Thailand, wake up. Let's get on with it. You guys are the ones who said we need to live with the virus. You guys are the ones who said you want to call and declare 
COVID endemic. Well, if that's what you want, let's move forward with the tourism industry. Let's move forward with the country reopening and let's get back to normal tourism and start to put money in the pockets of local workers throughout the country. Now, keeping on the same theme, and that is travel, the Tourism Authority of Thailand is looking to the short-haul market. The Tourism Authority of Thailand aims to attract at least 1.5 million tourists from short-haul destinations to compensate for the Chinese market by teaming up with airlines to spur demand. The current situation in East Asia has made it impossible to generate demand, unlike more promising markets such as Southeast Asia, South Asia and Australia, said Tanat Petsuan, the TAT Deputy Governor of Marketing for Asia and South Pacific. Assuming that travel rules in the region are eased and tourists from Vietnam, Malaysia, Cambodia and Singapore can travel without quarantine on the return, Thailand should gain 800,000 tourists this year from Southeast Asia. Meanwhile, an air travel bubble with India is to become effective as 12 airlines from both countries are ready to operate from this month. He said Indian travel agents already launched sales and marketing for trips to Thailand. Tat estimated around 500,000 Indian travellers will visit Thailand this year based on 70% airline capacity. Meanwhile, Australia is another potential market as Thai Airways and Qantas connect cities in the two countries. The agency targets attracting 200,000 tourists, particularly during the Easter holidays. Some 1.5 million tourists from short-haul market are within our reach, but we still want to have at least 5 million arrivals from overall 10 million this year. However, the target will be revised in the second half after we follow developments in East Asia, Mr. Tanet said. If China eases travel rules by the third quarter, Japanese tourists start to visit Thailand during the Golden Week, or the virus situation in South Korea improves, there will be more pent-up demand to visit Thailand. Nearby countries might not be directly impacted by the Russia-Ukraine conflict, but higher oil prices triggered by political unrest will push up airfares, he said. Now on Wednesday, the Tourism Authority of Thailand signed a letter of intent with Thai VJet for one year to generate demand in Southeast Asia, especially Vietnam and Cambodia. There will be joint promotions for special packages to Thailand from March, with approximately 20,000 packages to be sold in the next two to three months. Mr. Tanet said the TAT continues to create partnerships with airlines, including Thai Air Asia, who will operate international flights to Vietnam, Singapore and Malaysia this month, plus the Cambodia route that already started. And finally, the Phuket News. National Debt Commission probes impact of informal loans in Phuket. A fact-finding study on the impact of the economic crisis has found at least 21 cases of people in Phuket taking out informal loans to repay loans already outstanding and being unable to repay the informal loan. Three arrested over Chinese COVID medicine. Phuket Provincial Police have arrested three people, including two Chinese nationals, for illegally selling Linhua Qingwen capsules, I'm not even sure if that's how you say it, a traditional Chinese medicine used for the treatment of cold and influenza symptoms. And finally, the Phuket peaceful protest against war in Ukraine continues. Anti-war protesters comprising Russians and Ukrainians gathered at Patong Beach to hold yet another peaceful demonstration today, calling for Russia to withdraw its troops from Ukraine and bring an end to the invasion that has so far cost at least 200 civilian lives, including children. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. 
You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.